You're listening to Midweek Starters. I'm Will Scarborough, joined by Turner Ennis, Shane Waller, and Dallas Austin. And I'm heartbroken right now because no sooner did I buy into the Braves than Turner was right, nailed it, they're up big the whole game, and then last two innings, lose to the Dodgers. I think the top was when Charles Barkley said the Braves are going to sweep them. And like, that was the top. It's all downhill from here. And now I'm invested in it, so I have to, I'm in pain. The next week, I'm in pain. I think it's downhill from like the eighth, from the eighth inning, right? Yeah, they didn't even have to play the, the bottom of the ninth. Like, even after Charles said we're going to sweep them, then the next seven and a half innings of baseball were excellent. And we have begun the heartbreak of Atlanta sports. This is the dip on the graph. We are here. Rest in peace. It was one game in the best of seven. Calm. You still got to go back to Atlanta. Even if you even if you get the next 3 losses, you still go back to Atlanta. Yes, but right now I've reached a Mississippi State fan level of engagement with the Braves. So they could be up 15 runs in the 8th and I would be screaming at my TV, "We need more runs." So I'm in pain for the next week, Shane. But this is why being a Mississippi State fan helps you because even when we're up nine to nothing in the eighth inning of the College World Series final game, I'm still like, holy shit, we're going to lose this. We, we literally looked at each other and said, we're going to find a way to lose this game. We'll find a way. So you should already be prepared. That, that's what I don't understand about state fans who are also fans of other bad teams. When they get so upset, like, you should already be conditioned for these kind of things. But also, again, it's, as I said last night, they haven't won in L.A. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose three in L.A., head back to Atlanta, and win it out. It would make for a great series. But I think also knowing how they won the first two games should give you some indication of how it's going to go. I'm glad that you still believe, Shane, because it's only going to make the heartbreak more real. Just another year of sports that always don't pan out, so it's fine. Hey, you know? we we still have uh, Hunter Renfro to root for on a team that isn't in a habit of letting everybody down. Kind well, of. Kind of. Kind of. Boston had some years there where they... True, but like on a scale of like, and I love them both, saying this with love. But on a scale of like Atlanta sports and Mississippi State, like Boston is trustworthy. Fair enough. Espe- Fair enough. Especially but- if they've got trash cans. Yeah. But again, it, it They're on the back- can now, so they're good. You also you can't say that one game tonight is now going to dictate everything else. It's baseball. Now you, you- what, Dallas? You, then you you can't make the argument that based on two games you're gonna you know be all happy and oh we're gonna win an entire series because it's according to your argument it's baseball 
I never said we were going to win the series. Brace hmm? yourself, Shane. Baseball is coming. I mean, yes, but at the same time, again, I never said that we were going to win the whole thing either. And it's still really early. It's three games into a best of seven. So, so, so right now, do you think the Braves will win the series? I mean, I hope the Braves win the series. That was, that was not the question. The question was, will they win the series? No, I think the Dodgers are better. Okay. So then, no need to have this argument. Now, so, so losing the game but, they should have won matters more. Uh, hold on now, hold on now. He can't, he can't say having this conversation doesn't matter because by, based on the same thing that I just said that he just railed me for, no, no, it's still baseball. Atlanta could still win and go to the World Series. Do I think the Dodgers are better than the Braves in the current moment? Yes, the Braves are still banged up in a couple places. But at the end of the day, it's still baseball. It's not over. We won two games on a walk-off. And like I said about two minutes ago, that should tell you everything about this series right there. Fair. I'll, I'll take that point. Baseball is coming. I'll tell you that. In Pickums, I picked the Dodgers. That's fair. And it has still made for a great... Three, the last three games have been great games. Oh, absolutely. I was glued to my TV for the bottom oh, of the, or for the top absolutely. of that. For the eighth inning, the entire eighth inning, I was just glued to my TV. In the bottom of the or the top of the ninth, I was like, ooh, Atlanta going to come back. Always a shot. So Look at who yeah. you had up. So, anyway, not to harp too much. Also, I have no idea what Boston's doing right now. They're up two to one, bottom of the sixth. Hashtag trust One out. Runner on first. Trash cans are out and in full swing. There's going to be a grand slam uh, coming very shortly. Give it time. Let let Boston do it. Wouldn't that wouldn't that be something? Three games in a row. Three games. I, I want to see yeah. it. I want to see it. I I think yeah. that's incredibly good for the game. All right. So in uh, in other news, before we hit our pickums, before we get into our fantasy football, a uh, a big rivalry is taking place this weekend. Ben Simmons versus the 76ers. It's almost as good as a rivalry between like Philadelphia fans in general and their sports teams. But uh, this week it's just Ben Simmons and his own team. He's suspended a game. Joel Embiid has said he doesn't want to quote to the media, I don't want to babysit him, and I don't care about that guy. <laughs> so, I mean, it's... It's done at this point. I mean... Like, all, all the guy had to do to get what he wanted was show up to practice, practice halfway decent, and convince everybody he was going to come back and play, and then get his trade value back to where they wanted it so they could get a real player for him, and he could have gotten out of Philadelphia. But he won't even show up to practice so that they can trade him and make everybody else in the league believe he's actually a valuable trade asset. And he's proving, like, it's sad because, like, he's proving his haters right. I was fully on Ben Simmons' side in the the case of the Philadelphia fans versus Ben Simmons because they have a habit of hurting the teams that they root for. Take the Eagles, for example. There was no reason to get rid of Andy Reid. He goes, Bill's a great program, going to contend for Super Bowls for a lot of time, they think they lucked out with their one Super Bowl win after he left. They lucked out with a fluke year 
and a backup quarterback that played through the playoffs with his head absolutely on fire. Like, that wasn't like, oh, we got rid of Andy Reid, and now the problem's fixed, and we won a Super Bowl, and we got over the hump. Like, no, you got rid of a much better coach. Look at where you are now. Like, it just it happened to work out for you by, like, act of God. So you have, like, an all-star in Ben Simmons who has a clear weakness in his game, but he's still an all-star like you you don't you don't make that guy want to leave your city because of his interaction with your fan base because you end up in the situation where you are now where you've just been like salary capped and you've got someone you can't use in defense of the philadelphia fans who i normally don't back but i think the knock on ben he has a clear weakness in his game and it has not improved. It does not. Now, maybe he is just never going to get there, but it does not feel like he is working on it and improving to the level that the other big stars in the NBA are improving their game. I, I think is the concern. And Agreed. I think the, so the work ethic Agreed. is what gets called into question. And to your point, then Ben comes out and won't even go into a drill at practice yeah, and he proved them right. right. Yeah, and I can't take their side anymore because he proved them right this week. And like it's it's not like you can't have a weakness in your game that never gets better and still be a great player and beloved by your fans. How many big guys have never been able to make a free throw in their entire career? And like Shaq's a sponsor for like literally every company that you see on TV. Like it Clearly, the clear weakness in his game didn't prevent him from being, A, a champion, and B, beloved by everyone. So it, it's not. He also owns some of those things that he's the sponsor for. To be, yeah, to be fair. You're, you're not going to tell me that people don't love Shaq. No, they do. Yeah, they absolutely. Rajon Rondo's had a great career, won an NBA championship, and the guy still can't shoot the outside shot. He just plays around it. Like, he's not Shaq, but I mean, my point is, like, there's plenty of players who have really good careers, all-star level careers, won championships, and, like, played around their weakness. I think when he started shying away from the inside shot, which is supposed to be a strength, was when every, and he just essentially got the yips from shooting the ball at all, was when the Philadelphia fans really turned on him. Yeah, agreed. Either way, that's why you don't dog your star player. It's great drama. I just want to know who in Ben Simmons' corner is telling him, like, you're making a really good decision by, like, not showing up. Then when you do show up to practice, you refuse to go into drill. Like, he he needs new friends. Sorry. I mean, maybe it's Adele. Like, she's the new, like, usually, like, when Rich Paul's on the case, like, things generally work out for the guys he represents, but, like, now there's an Adele in the picture. Like maybe, maybe Adele is like the Yoko Ono for uh, free agents in the NBA now. Who else is telling him then? Maybe no one's telling him, and that's the problem. Again, he needs new friends. Yeah, agreed. Okay, I'll be his friend. If, if I'm ever throwing away up. millions of dollars by acting like a three-year-old. I would hope that one of the three of you would tell me, quit being a dumbass, put on your big boy pants, and like 
go to practice and try hard and get past whatever happened at the end of last year. Paid millions of dollars to show up. Show up. I mean, it, and the thing is, like, wherever he does end up going, like, it's not going to be a program. Like, he's not joining the Lakers after this. Like, he's going to end up, he's going to be like a Hornet or something. I'm not saying this trade's actually going to happen, but he's going to end up getting traded for like a team who has one star player, like a Portland, and he's going to end up the only good player in Portland and with a team that's completely trashed around him that can't win. It's what, where I mean, a similar team. Hot take. Hot take incoming. Ben Simmons and Kyrie land in the same place. One of these trash teams, there's a golden opportunity for you right now. Because you're, you're about to be able to get two guys that you never would have deserved any other way than the complete shit show that's unfolded in like the past like two weeks. Very possible. Like someone who just got a like good draft pick slapped those two guys in there and all of a sudden you've got you've got three guys. Crazy how math works, ain't it? Take two, add one, you get three. Actually that was take one and add two, but you know. Fair point. I'm no math magician, but that's kind of what I said. Right, so we'll hit one more sport uh, before we get into our picks. The NHL, Shane, we're, what, uh, a weekend? Weekend. A weekend? Okay. Weekend as of tonight. Okay, so who, who is good this year? Because I'm not a hockey guy. The usual suspects are still it, – it, it's still way too early to truly tell. Um, Pittsburgh's won a couple games. Caps won tonight. Rock the red. Um, Tampa Bay, I don't know what they, they're playing the Panthers this evening. I don't know. I haven't looked at the scores of that game. They've struggled a little bit at the start. Um, Seattle is doing well as for an expansion team, which actually is not, shouldn't come as a shock to anyone. If you know how expansion teams work, basically they got their run of the mill of one player from every single team then could dole back out who they wanted to for other trades. So basically, you come in and you get to build an all-star team depending on certain salary caps, certain contracts, and things like that. So like for in, they couldn't have gone after like an Ovechkin or Kane-type person, but they, could, they can go after some of the guys underneath. And they did a good job building it out, so I think they'll be okay. I don't think they'll pull a Vegas. Vegas, when they came into the league in 2018 – showed up in the Stanley Cup finals. So not sure Seattle is going to do that just based off what I've seen so far, uh, at least stat lines. I haven't actually seen them play yet. Way too early. Nashville is tanked. Look, All They right. look rough. I'll cross them off my list of uh, potential hockey teams to adopt. Still early. The thing about The thing about hockey, it's not like baseball in the regard of, oh, one year, and there's a lot more – to it than that um but i'll give you this when the blues won two years ago they came into washington they beat washington they were terrible they were an awful team from the time they beat washington on they turned it around and won to somehow manage their way into the fi- into the playoffs to get into the finals so it's a lot of ebb and flow it also depends on it's a sport that's heavy i think at least on 
where you how you look mid season, how you look in January, and where you are by the trade deadline. I think in nineteen that's what hurt the caps the most. Trying to go back to back. They traded off a couple players that you're like, Why the hell did you do that? So still early maybe to cross them off your list for what you're what you're looking for. We're only a week in, still on the way to early side, but a team that actually looks really good that in stat lines I've looked at the last uh couple of games the kings la has usually been awful the last couple of years so maybe something to look at there yeah I, i'm gonna create a short list and uh, i'm gonna adopt a hockey team i'm gonna learn hockey so i'll have another spring sport that i can care about and uh and you're in you're in luck this year i mean as, as we've as most hockey fans know we got a whole month off in february for uh for the Winter Olympics, uh, the NHL, instead of doing what they did four years ago, which was, you can't go play, uh, they are allowing anyone and everyone who wants to go play to go play and allowing for no penalty, no games missed, uh, so an entire break in February, uh, meaning the season will go into April this year. Also, it's going to be pretty – you're going to know by – by about January, where everybody's going to be, because you're going to have some some rust coming back in in February for some guys who didn't go play okay. in the Olympics. All right. Well, I'll get I'll get my list together. I'll start taking notes, and uh, for Christmas, I'll get myself a nice uh, sweater or jersey, and that'll be my team. Are there any uh, Mike Whites in the NHL? I think that's who you should adopt. If we have anybody with a Mike White on their team, yeah is there is there a good a good backup in the NHL that nobody's ever I'm just ever going really strictly off name because it's a generic name. So like if there is a Mike White, that is immediately becomes the team that you adopt. As my as I know it, no, I'm I'm unclear unsure of any Mike Whites out there in the hockey world. Well, I, I've got to let you know, I, an early contender is is got to be the Seattle Kraken. Because cuddles the, cuddles. Kra- cuddles the Kraken top tier mascot uh, marketing for one, two. I, I looked at their so it's jerseys. Not, it's not an alliteration, which is interesting. Uh, which it just is fine. It's 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 the juxtaposition of cuddly and Kraken, and you know it, it's just, it works. The, their jerseys pretty fire. I like the S. I used to draw that shit all over my test paper in middle school. So a big fan of what they've done there. Are you looking? Uh, are you looking at any of the the Canadian teams? No. You don't want to go be a Flames fan, no, Oilers fan. I no. almost, I almost uh, had like a small, like little proxy team. Like if if if, I, if the Braves don't have a shot, I'm gonna go with the Blue Jays because they were a very fun team this year. I thought. Maybe a proxy proxy Canadian team. That was my one affair with the Canadian team brief and it's over I'm, i'm sticking in the u.s now all right shane do you want do you want to take us through pickums i can take us through pickums all right so this week for pickums we have the browns and the broncos to start us off uh when i was looking at this game one thing that i thought was very interesting was the the injuries that have have or have not been disclosed if you look at it uh mayfield and obj are listed as questionable so is bridgewater on the other side of the ball 
Um, so I'm sure they're just listed that they'll probably wind up playing on, on Sunday. Um, but I, I kind of think this is going to be a crapshoot of who gets to who wins. So I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to, this is going to be my upset pick for the week. Uh, on Thursday, the Browns will take on the, the Broncos. I do think the Browns have too many injuries. So I think Chubb and Hunt have already been ruled out. And Baker's a tough guy. Seems like he's trying to gut it out. But the shoulder injury sounds relatively serious. They were even talking about like potential surgery earlier in the week. And now he's going to make a four-day turnaround and play on a Thursday night. So I don't think he'll be healthy enough to carry them. And they're going to not have their two best running backs. So I'll take the Broncos and I upset. Yeah, I think we've gone from at home with Baker Mayfield to like home alone with Baker Mayfield because he may be the only offensive player that's left in that stadium. I've got to go with Turner on this one. I want. I think the Browns are a better team. I almost want to say that if Baker was healthy, like just from a leadership standpoint, he could will him through it. But I don't see where any points are coming from on that offense. So I don't think the Broncos have to do all that much. I've been going back and forth on this one. It's a doozy, but I think I think we're going to leave Dallas on an island this week. I'm going Broncos. Sorry, buddy. Next up, we have we have uh, the almighty and powerful Jets That's and right. the Patriots. We'll let uh we'll let the the faithful Jets fan start kick us off for All this right. one. So this is a, a big rivalry game. Not gonna lie, they had us the first go round. It was it was not pretty. Uh, Zach Wilson threw four interceptions, but I don't think that's a fair thing to look at because you're looking at a guy with his second game in the NFL and, and he has to go up against a Belichick defense. So that's sort of like walking out in the parking lot and the guy suckers you before you can turn around. So I'm I'm gonna say he's gonna do better. The next the next go round, I think the Jets' defense is better than uh, they get credit for, mostly because of the interceptions. You know, you can't be a highly rated defense statistically when the team you're playing against gets way more possessions than your team. So I, I think they're uh, probably a little underrated defense. I think we're going to be in the backfield. I think it's going to be hard for Mac Jones to be the quarterback we think he's going to be when he's he's laying on his back. I think uh, by the time that it's over, uh, old Mac Jones and the D-line are going to be able to file their taxes together. I, I think, it, yeah, New England's still going to win. I'm sorry. I tried. Yeah, I, uh, I have to agree. It's, I'll uh, still be rooting for the Jets, though, but I, I think New England's come a long way from the first game they played this season. So I, I think they're they're looking pretty dangerous against the Cowboys. I think it's may not be the ending that I want this year. I think uh I think we're definitely gonna see a hard fault Patriots win. I think we'll see a Patriots win. I don't know how hard fault it'll be. I definitely uh think the Patriots have improved a lot from week one. They played Dallas a really tight game last week. I know it was at home and there was a lot of emotion going on, but they played Tampa, a tough game. Um, I think they're one of those teams who's kind of young. they got a young quarterback, um, so they're kind of learning how to win. But against a team like the – they're learning how to beat the better team still. But like against a team like the Jets, I think they'll they'll run away with it. I also think 
that uh, I don't think there's that much difference in week seven as a rookie quarterback versus week two as a rookie quarterback. I'm not predicting four picks again, but I'm I could see a couple for Zach Wilson in this game too. I mean, he's got to throw one. That's his trademark, but four is a little excessive. Uh, for this game, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to try. I really think the Patriots are going to win unless Wills' jersey comes in in time for him to wear it on Sunday. So if the jersey is delivered uh, Saturday Ooh. or before, I'm going to pull pick the Jets and be out on an island. I think the magic of the jersey will will bring a win. If the jersey is not delivered and not in time for the game, then I'm going to pick the, pick the Patriots. So we'll be looking for updates there. That's uh, I'm uh, this this is this is interesting. I'll I'll, I'll, take I'll let it. you know. I'll, I'll definitely put that out there. Uh, All right, when it comes in. But I'm in love with this narrative. That yeah, and I want the best for Zach Wilson. I really do. But if the jersey comes in, and for some reason. You know, maybe he throws five picks in the first quarter. I don't know. And Mike White takes the field, leads the comeback. Clearly, I deserve all the credit. Big, big, big stakes riding here on the on the on the Jets Patriots, all coming down to a jersey. It's the game of the week, man. Should have paid for oh, that. Pro- yes, America's paid game. For that expedited shipping. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Tennessee and Kansas City. Well, as a Jets fan, I'm really proud of the Titans. You know, whenever you daddy somebody and you see your children succeed, beat a good team like the Bills, it's always you know very gratifying. So I don't think the Chiefs will be any problem for them. So I'm going to take the Titans. As a Colts fan, I never want to see the Titans succeed. Um... But I think the Titans might beat them. As we've been saying, Kansas City is just, they're not that good this year. They're having a down year. I don't think it's indicative of what's coming. I think it's just a down year. You have them sometimes. It happens. But Tennessee's going to win. This game's really hard for me, actually. So I definitely think that Tennessee has the upper hand from the aspect that the Chiefs defense is trash and... Like the one way to kind of slow down the Chiefs' offense is possess the ball and run the ball, and the Titans have the best guy at doing that in the entire NFL right now against a completely trash defense. So I'm definitely glad I also played Derrick Henry in both leagues last week and not this week. Uh, So I think I'll take the Titans, but I'm going to say closer than everybody thinks. I think the the home crowd gives them enough an advantage, and I think it's a – Final possession, who's got the ball last kind of game? Well, as as we talked about, Tennessee has been on a roll this year. Um, and I think they're just gonna keep on going. You know, like you said, Turner, Kansas City is is just not the team of, of years past. And so I think uh Tennessee continues to roll and we'll get the win. There you have it on that. The Sunday night NBC game, the Colts forty niners. I will defer to last on this one. Great matchup for a Sunday night game, let me tell you. Um, I'll toss it out for anybody, and I will, uh, I'll conclude us out on that one. Yeah, I mean, I think part of this one that's interesting for me is the quarterback situation in San Francisco. Garoppolo is back listed as questionable this week. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers. They're at home, and 
I just don't have faith in the Colts yet. Uh, to be totally honest, they've they look good some weeks, and they don't look great other weeks. Uh, maybe they don't look good many weeks, but uh, I do. Uh, I just think the 49ers pulled this one out. I think Shanahan is kind of the reason I'm picking the 49ers here. I think he's just such a better coach, and I think he outcoaches the Colts and gets the win. I think it's going to be a, a close game. Um, San Francisco, I believe, has not won a game at home this year. I think they're 0-2 at home. So um, with the game being in Santa Clara, I think that comes to an end, and San Francisco will pull away a win. I'm, I'm going to be your best friend right now, Shane. I, I'm gonna take the Colts. I think the Colts have been close a lot this year. Yeah, I think they're kind of right on the verge of success. And the 49ers may be that team for them, where they they kind of finally get something going. They're really the game they played against the Ravens was they were so close to having it all together. I just feel like in the next few weeks we're gonna see them play a full good game and get the win. So it might as well be the 49ers. So, of course, I think it's no no secret how disappointed I have been this year in the in the Colts and their inability to win, how great our defense was allegedly going to be and has not really proven that. Now, I also think there's been there's some other issues. We had some other, you know, some injuries. Not convinced that wins maybe, you know, Mr. Hurt is 100% still. Uh, although we did we did wave Jacob Eason today, so that was some interesting news. Um, but at the same time, the Baltimore game gave me a little bit of hope, which, as we've discussed already tonight, and as a uh, state fan, you should never have ever because it just crushes your heart. But I think there's some turnaround. I think things are looking up. I think personally. From a fan standpoint, there's uh, there's some light that hasn't been there this season post the Baltimore game. I think Colts win. So last up in the NFL for the week, we have the Saints and the Seahawks, or uh, the highlighters, depending on what night it might be. Well, looking at the Saints, um, their defense has only given up 18.2 points a game. So I really think that their defense is going to be ready for Geno Smith. Especially, you know, at, at least he has another week of, of first-string snaps at practice, which is really good for him. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I think the defense will, will win the game for New Orleans. So, New Orleans is going to win. Yeah, I'll take the Saints as well in this one. I, I don't think that Geno is necessarily going to be just terrible while Russ is out. But I don't think he's there yet. And I, I do think that you're exactly right that the Saints are going to be able to limit what was a very difficult offense to stop. And I think Jameis has a big game. I think I think the uh, the Seahawks haven't just looked like their old selves for a long time, really, on defense. And I think, I think Jameis has a good one. I think he's going to get it together this week. Yeah, I'll take the Saints as well. I mean, I, don't, I just don't see Geno beating the Saints, to be totally honest. Uh, defense is too good. Uh, he didn't look overly spectacular last week. He kind of got played a little bit better in the second half, and they put up some points. But it was really the running game that got him going. Um, I just don't believe in Geno Smith. I'll take the Saints. Who dat? 
We dat. Who dat? Seattle, not that. No. The highlighters will not win. Seattle teams do have great uniforms. That's another one. And since I was already looking at, at the old Kraken uniforms, the Seahawks have some fire uniforms too. I mean, if you want to be Jimbo's playbook, I guess you can be, but, you know, is what it is. Well, I mean, Seahawks actually won a championship. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Pew, pew. Moving on, heading into uh, into the college arena this week. Um, golly, just a slew of not great games uh, overall. I feel like there, there's a couple. There's a couple, obviously, that are the you like. You know, it is it's the third Saturday in October. You know, we have that going on, but outside of that, there's really not a whole lot. But we will kick off with uh, the good old Tigers of LSU heading to Oxford play Ole Miss. The Horny Bowl. The- <laughs> Well, you've already alluded the game is in Oxford. Um, I think Ole Miss's explosive offense continues, and the the defense of, of LSU is just not going to be ready, uh, especially after they allow that that Florida comeback last week. Um, so I don't I don't see LSU being much of a challenge for Ole Miss. And, and as much as it pains me to say this, I think the uh, Rebel Black Bear Land Sharks of the University of Mississippi. Uh, we'll win this football game. Yeah, the only thing that gets me pause here is the whole news around Coach O breaking this week. I think the team, just because generally Coach O seems to have that effect on people, I think they'll play hard for him for the rest of the year. Um, the fact that it's in Oxford, before that I would have picked Ole Miss by 100. I, I'll pick Ole Miss by 14 now. So, I mean, I, I still think they'll probably win. I do think LSU will keep it close in the first half and maybe even into the fourth quarter. Uh, I think they're going to play motivated the rest of the year as like a send-off for Coach O, essentially. I actually feel oppositely about that. The news out of LSU, if they were had not let go of Coach O yet, I think that he would be trying. He would realize his job's in jeopardy, and they would be. he would be getting everybody in shape. He'd be trying really hard every week to make sure his team won and save his job. But the, the job's gone now. And for all intents and purposes, they were bad because he was very distracted from doing coaching things. He was more concerned with what girlfriend was coming to practice this week. So now that you've removed the incentive of possibly keeping your job, what's that guy doing now? I don't see why all of a sudden now that he's been fired, he's going to be all motivated to get his team ready. Like he's probably like, I don't see it at all. So I think it's going to be the opposite effect. So Ole Miss. It's kind of like what I said yesterday. Why is O still there? Why stay? But I do believe that um, the trash cans will be out in the grove, ready to uh, ready to pick up anything that uh, may have gotten brought back from the great state of Tennessee. I think Ole Miss is gonna gonna pull it out. Always kind of thought that they probably were gonna win this one, even before i I really i'm kind of with wills i don't think it matters that O got fired there's a lot of other problems going on in in baton rouge and its football program there's there's too much there's nothing that i can think of that would make me even remotely think that lsu is all of a sudden going to beat Ole miss Ole miss is 
the better team, far and away. Next up, we will discuss the uh, Fighting Irish and the USC Trojans. Very quickly here, I have been burned by Notre Dame several times. Um, I will not get burned again. So I will go with the Fighting Irish for this week. And I swear if they burn me now, I will be very pissed. But it but. would it would make sense if they did, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I was walking through the garage earlier and saw a guy in a Notre Dame, Notre Dame shirt. I've been thinking, leaning this way anyway, but uh, Fighting Irish, go Catholics. I think if you look at Notre Dame, this is a, maybe a little bit of an off-the-wall take. But I think it'll be a close game. Uh, Notre Dame never really looks any good, but they somehow get through. I think Notre Dame is actually like the Reba McIntyre of college football teams. I mean, obviously you have like the red hair and the Irish, which which is is a parallel there. They they're both still formidable, but we're like definitely hotter back in the day. And uh, most importantly, they're a survivor. So I think they're going to survive at a one-win team for the <laughs> so rest of the stupid. year over, like, just terrible, terrible. They're not going to look good the whole year, but they're going to survive. And then they'll beat, like, Auburn or Florida or somebody in a bowl game and legitimize it so they'll be ranked high again next year. Like, that's the storyline, and I'm sticking to it. So, like, Notre, Notre Dame by, like, a field he goal. He is moving up the hill. He has found the one he is going to sit on for the rest of the year when it comes to college sports in Notre Dame. Yeah, I don't know if that was your strongest analogy ever there, Wills, but I'll uh, <laughs> definitely. I'd say but, it was. Uh, I, like, both of these teams are just, like, classic college programs, and I think both of them are disappointing this year. I think Notre Dame's less disappointing, so I'll take Notre Dame. I don't think either one of these teams are very good this year. There you have it on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. We have a a guy who now is just going to going to run with a new story. Seems to be his MO lately. Uh next up, interesting, honestly odd match to me in terms uh, I I personally Anyway, I'm not sure. Clemson, Pittsburgh. Pitt, not to be confused with the Steelers. Wheels, you got a fancy uh, song analogy for this one? <laughs> no, I don't. It, there's, I, I can't compare Dabo to anybody, but Dabo. Uh, he, to be fair, Dabo lost me when he told the story, like in public, to reporters about like rooming with his mom in college and sleeping in the same bed with her. Like that was that was the one where I was like, I cannot be a fan of this program. So I'm gonna take Pitt. Yeah, I'm gonna take Pitt as well. Uh Clemson's offense still looks terrible. Like they've gone under the radar a little bit because they've been squeaking by. Uh they won like seventeen fourteen 1913 and the two weeks after getting beat by NC State. So, but the offense still looks awful. And Pittsburgh is a pretty formidable opponent, and it's at Pittsburgh. So, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. The, the Pittsburgh offense this year so far has averaged 533 and a half yards per game. Uh, I don't think the Clemson defense is going to be able to keep up with that. 
So I think the people of Pittsburgh will be partying on Saturday evening. I'll make it easy. Pitt. Last, probably least, Bama, Tennessee. I'll kick us off. I like what I saw out of Tennessee last week, weekend. I know that Ole Miss still got stomped by Bama. But I like what I've seen out of Tennessee. Not just, I mean, not, and not just last weekend. They've had some good games. They are on their way back. I truly believe that this time around. I'm not 100% sure it's going to be enough. I don't think, you know, Saban's already, they've, they've had their moment already this year losing to AM. I'm not sure that he's going to let it happen again. Um, but I think this is going to be, this is going to be a very good rivalry game going to be a really good week, but I do think Bama's going to pull it out. Uh, but I'm I'm excited for where this game is probably going to move in the next couple of years. I think uh, I think if it was played in uh, in Knoxville, I think that would be a deciding factor of me saying, oh, it's going to be a really good, really close game. But I have news for the Vols fans. If they thought the officiating calls pissed them off, at their house, wait till they play Bama at Bryant Denny, where literal magic happens from the officiating crew when it comes to their home team. So I, th- I think there's absolutely no shot uh, that Tennessee uh, comes out and wins this game. And also, you know, Tennessee, they're still recovering from that loss. I mean, literally three seconds left, you had or six seconds left, you had two chances to win the game. You tip the ball in the end zone, and then your quarterback just kind of lollygags his ass out of bounds so obviously a very difficult loss for them um you know bama show that they're still bama after their um absolute um ass stomping of mississippi state and so i think bama will just continue on their war path and they'll be lighting the cigars uh saturday night in tuscaloosa yeah i think this game's actually pretty interesting to be honest uh tennessee's offense has definitely looked better the last uh three to four weeks so they've scored against Missouri and South Carolina, to be fair, but they scored 62-45, and they gave Ole Miss a game last week. They've looked better with uh, the new quarterback, Hooker. I do think that uh, playing in Bama is going to be a deciding factor here. This Bama team just plays significantly better at home with their youth. Um, I also think that this will be an interesting game as a Bama fan. If they kind of come out slow and let Tennessee hang around, I still think they'll win. So I'm going to pick Bama from a pick standpoint. But if, I think then like that tells you where the team's going for the rest of the year. If they come out and prove that, like, hey, we learned our lesson in the A&M game, which is now two weeks ago, and we have to come out every week and play well, I think you'll see a more rejuvenated Bama team than I think you say – is going to probably make it onto the SEC championship. I don't know that they can beat Georgia either way, but they at least are like on that trajectory. So I think you could not. I think you're going to going to get an inclination this week to their motivation and how much of a lesson they learned at Kyle Field two weeks ago. Well, and to be fair, Ole Miss did lay out the blueprint for beating Alabama, and it was quarterbacks and hookers. Heyo. Well, I think that is. Really, that, that, in my opinion, is the game to watch this week. It's going to be interesting. That wraps our, our college pick for the week. 
You've been listening to Midweek Starters. We are now on Instagram and Twitter, at StartersPod and at StartersPod. Uh, so be sure to go by and check that out. Uh, this has been Midweek Starters, and uh, I would say go Jets, but just pray for the Jets this weekend.